I was an engineer and in 2008 lost my job due to the economic collapse. Jobs were scarce. I didn't know where to turn to get help updating my resume. Online services and coaches charge hundreds, even thousands of dollars. I took matters into my own hands and learned how to craft interview-winning resumes. Shortly later, I landed a job with a Fortune 500 company. I've helped many achieve similar success. Now I share my tips to create interview-winning resumes, interviewing excellence, and high-performance growth strategies on my podcast, Career Growth Made Easy. Hey there, this is Craig Ansell, your host of the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. We're proud to bring you yet another episode, number 129, How to Choose Between Bonuses and Pay Raises. You know, today's topic was inspired when I visited a recent local school. We've partnered with Seminole County Public School System and their Business Liaison and Partnership Development Program. Through them, actually through Gene Tavares, a big shout out to you, thank you very much for the connections, he's connected us with one of our local magnet schools in Sanford, Florida, the school's called Crooms Academy. Earlier this month, I had the opportunity to speak to approximately 40 high school seniors, which were high achievers and on the AA Pathways track. Getting a jump start on their college educations is always a great thing. I also wanted to thank Aaron Millwater, the career specialist over at Crooms, for scheduling such a great interactive event for us to coach with. While my talk was focused on interviewing excellence and the three main interviewing types currently in use today, which are virtual, video, and in-person, my focus was definitely on the latter, in-person interviews. As with my recent show, I think it was episode 125, I talked about RTO, or return to office, how many companies are going back to their traditional ways, filling the seats and desks in the office. That's why having interpersonal skills, strong communication skills, and emotional intelligence, awareness, and capabilities really are crucial for your success going forward. Though today's show is not focused on the topic of interviews, I wanted to give you a sneak peek into how I arranged the content to talk with the high achievers over at the school, and also, when Aaron and I spoke in advance, how we came up with the idea for interview topics. It turns out that many people can have anxiety-inducing stress and fear when it comes to interviews. With some they are more affected than others. Their emotions can get the best of them and lead that stress and anxiety to grow into fear. You can even feel paralyzed, kind of like the old saying, they froze like a deer in the headlights. To warm up the students, though, and break the ice, I asked a few questions to get us started. I asked, when does the interview start? What should you wear to an interview? And if you get a job offer, When is your pay determined? You see, if any of the students were stressed or worried about the topic of interviewing, which is a natural predisposition, right? I just wanted to break it in and approach it in a fun way. It worked. For my first question, when does the interview start? The class of about 40 seniors slowly sprang into action. 
I told them there were no wrong answers, but that they may notice a pattern that we would build on as we had our discussions. Some of them said, when the the interview starts, when the room door closes. Pretty cool. I like that. Another, when they ask you your first question. Ah, yet another good response. Then we had, when you open the office door to the building. Ah, so when you're entering their building and they can see you. I like that a lot as well. Yet another response, and one of my favorites, the first time they see you. Wow. Actually, I'll have to tell you, that last answer is where I wanted to take them. With my career growth coaching answers for many years, that was my favorite, and that's what I stood by. You need to be able to realize and envision, almost assume, that any time they can interact with you or monitor you, to say it differently, they can start processing their decisions about you. So first time somebody can see you is one of the times that they can start evaluating you. They're observing you from the hiring company's viewpoint. And you don't know how many people that will be or what position those people will hold. However, I have to tell you, recently my decisions on what I share with the students changed because when I was speaking at a prior school recently, I think it was Trinity Prep Private, one of the students pleasantly caught me off guard when they answered that same question, when does the interview start? And they said, I think, Mr. Craig, it's when you wake up that day. I have to tell you, I paused and I smiled a large grin because I think that's a better answer than my typical answer, the moment that they can first see you. Here's why. It's all in your mindset. The day you wake up, you decide if you're going to have a successful day or not and how you're going to feel, act, dress, how you hold your body posture. So I'm really going to stick with that. I asked the student if I could borrow that answer, and they said, sure. So going forward, that's my new answer for when does the interview start? Now we both have something new that we've learned. But skipping ahead now to the last question, which talked about job offers and determination of your pay. This seemed to attract great interest, so we focused on it in detail. You see, my plan was to diffuse them from thinking about the more common interview emotions, as I mentioned earlier, fear, stress, anxiety, and see if we could engage in a self-worth discussion. That would shift their focus and it would bring them to think about themselves and their individualized values. With that, we'd slowly dive into the interviewing process. I'd recommend a few do's and a few strong don'ts. If you'd like to know more about pay rates and pay ranges, which I also shared with them, go back to episode 115 titled just that, Pay Rate versus Pay Range, Maximize Your Money. So I believe it's important to know what you're worth before you go into an interview. If you ever accepted a job offer and then later had some disappointment or remorse about it, now the fact that you got hired and conquered the interview, that should be a point for celebration. But if your disappointment solely focused on the amount of pay that you accepted, then you need to be armed with the content from today's show and that of episode 115 so you can more quickly think on your feet next time. Given that background, we'll now focus on today's topic, how to choose bonuses versus pay raises. If you have a job that has the opportunity for pay bonuses, that can be a great thing. By nature, a bonus is just that. 
It's defined by one online source as an amount of money added to your wages, especially as a reward for good performance. Keyword added, right? But here's where the rub can come in. Some companies may offer an option, a pay increase or an end of year bonus. If you've ever chosen too quickly or didn't understand the financial pros and cons, you are not alone. Before we solve that, though, we need to take a step back and understand how your pay is calculated. For today's episode, we'll focus on full-time jobs. There are 52 weeks in one calendar year. We'll take away a few working days given the holidays and perhaps a few days off for vacation or being sick. Let, we'll take that down to 50 worked weeks in a year, okay? 50 worked weeks in a year. If you're paid salary or also known as yearly, then the lump sum bonus comparison might be a little easier for you to understand. If you make $50,000 a year and your bonus offer is $5,000, then with a little quick math, that bonus is one-tenth your overall pay. Recall there are 50 work weeks in a year. So, one-tenth of 50 weeks is also five, five weeks. What does that mean? That $5,000 bonus for your $50,000 year salary is like being offered an extra five weeks of pay as a bonus. Not bad deal at all. That's a great bonus, like I said, if it's on top of your pay. But what if it's an alternative to your pay raise and you have to make a decision? Pay raises vary all over America. Some people unfortunately get nothing. Some get greater than 5 or 6%. Most of the time, we see the average of around 3%. So using this example we just shared, being paid $50,000 a year salary, a 3% pay raise equates to $1,500 a year. That means the bonus example we just shared is more than three times that amount. It sounds like an easy choice, doesn't it? Living in the moment, I'd likely say yes with you. But you might be inclined to pick the $5,000 over the salary increase. Hmm. If you're thinking long-term, you need to realize something. Bonuses are just that. They are lump sums, temporary, or one-time events. Once the money is allocated or spent, it's gone. Though in this case, your 3% or $1,500 yearly increase equivalent does not compare to the $5,000 outright. There are things, though, like inflation, the fact that goods and services cost more each year, that can really make you think twice about which to choose. For the past years, inflation has averaged 3.25%. That means simply that your dollar is worth less and less each year. It has less buying power each year. It's still a physical dollar. You can still hold it in your hand, but it represents less. Simple math, 3% inflation means your dollar will be worth 97 cents next year. It'll still look like a dollar, I know, but the things that you used to buy for a dollar might be a dollar and three cents or a dollar and five cents, meaning you need to spend more to get the same thing, the same good or service. So, next you need to determine how likely you are to stay at your job. If you're planning mid-range and longer-term plans, 
but they don't include your current job or that company, then that $5,000 bonus may be just be what you need, right? You might want to select that. If it's possible, it'd be great to set that aside as a nest egg, something for rainy days or emergencies. You know, we can talk more about budgeting and saving in the future, though. Switching gears for hourly employees. There's a simple way to figure out how much money you make a year. As we mentioned, there's 50 worked weeks in a year, for for our example here. And working full-time is 40 hours a week. So doing simple math, 50 worked weeks times 40 hours per week equals 2,000 worked hours a year. I'll say it again since we don't have the benefit of visual aids on the podcast. Using 50 weeks per year and 40 hours per week multiplies out to 2,000 hours. But for our simple math trick, just remember the two from 2,000. Say you're working full-time and you make $20 an hour. Simply take your hourly rate of $20 an hour and multiply by two, then add the word 1,000. It's that simple. Meaning, $20 an hour times 2 equals 40. Add the word 1,000, and you make the equivalent of $40,000 a year. It helps you relate to someone that's being paid by salary. Now, there are differences in hourly pay versus salary jobs, such as benefits, opportunities to work overtime. You need to factor each and everything in for your specific case, though. So overall, as a recap, if you work full-time, You take your hourly base rate pay and multiply by two, then add the word thousand, and that gives you your approximate annual income. You can easily reverse this process if we're talking about yearly pay, meaning you're a salaried employee. To figure that out, what your equivalent hourly pay is, simply take your salary pay, such as $50,000 a year, and divide by two, and that equals $25 an hour. As mentioned earlier, salaried jobs often have benefits different than hourly pay jobs. We haven't discussed those factors here in detail, but this is just a financial discussion to get you thinking about pay raises versus bonuses. Ultimately, for today's show, regardless if you're an hourly or salary paid employee, you should be able to now better calculate and evaluate a potential bonus in lieu of a pay increase. Each case, though, is unique for for you, and in general, if your pay increase is a small percentage and your lump sum bonus option is significantly greater, it seems like an easy choice. But the one thing you shouldn't forget, you need to include your mid- and long-term plans when factoring in your choices. Plus, bonuses are one-time payouts, whereas salary increases are usually a little harder to see and feel in the bank account because of the smaller percentage. However, pay rates and salary increases stay with you. So if you plan to stay at your current job or your current company for quite some time, those pay increases can stack up over time. Bonuses, however, are one-time and temporary. You get those little boosts, those little bumps, in separate checks, separate distributions, and then they're gone. So talking about some of the things today and recapping, we've talked about hourly pay, how to calculate it out to see how much you make per year, again, assuming you work about 40 hours a week. Then we've said, hey, if you work salary, simply take your salary pay and divide by two to get your approximate equivalent hourly pay. 
but also we mentioned briefly about inflation. And that's simply meaning that the cost of goods and services increases year over year. And prior to 2022, the average inflation rate was about 3.25%. Keeping all that in mind, you would need to have at least a 3.25% pay increase per pay rate or per your salary per year to have the equivalent of staying in line with inflation, meaning to keep your dollar that you earned equivalent to having a dollar of buying value in the stores and in the marketplace. Anytime your pay rate is less than the current year's inflation, which unfortunately oftentimes is, although we're appreciative of our pay rates and increases and our bonuses, when we get a pay increase that is less than inflation, it helps us to kind of um, realign with the costs of society, but it doesn't break make us even and break even with that. So you're still having to pay more for goods, but with a potential pay increase, 2 3%, whatever it may be, if you're able to earn it, it does help you with regards to the cost of inflation in society. I hope today's talk on bonuses versus pay raises gave you some food for thought. Now, if you're in a position where the bonus is over and on top of your pay raise or pay increase, congratulations, that's awesome. This mostly was focused, this talk, on people's positions that have an option for a pay increase or a bonus, one or the other. So take your short-term, your long-term, and your mid-term plans into consideration. When you look at, will I be around for this company for quite some time, whether it's just this position, or I plan to move up in the company and be with them longer term. I hope this gave you some food for thought. I appreciate any and all feedback on social media at Craig Ansell. We're in Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Thank you so much for being a valued listener of my Career Growth Made Easy show. We would appreciate you leaving some reviews on Apple or your other favorite podcast players. It will really help us to get noticed. And if you live in Central Florida and maybe have a school that you think might benefit from my company speaking, let me know. We might be able to work something out with them. Email me, send me the name of the school and potentially a connection that you have there, and we could start up the conversations. Again, I'm very thankful to be partnered with Seminole County Public School System, the Business Liaison and Partnership Development Department, especially Gene Tavares for reaching out and making those connections for me to our local schools. And then finally, Aaron Millwater, Career Specialist over at the Crooms Academy, the Magnet School in Sanford. Thank you both so much for your time and thinking of me when it comes to our children's education needs. God bless everybody. Have an awesome week ahead. And you know what? This is Thanksgiving week. So happy Thanksgiving if you observe it. Stay safe. Enjoy your food. I'll talk to you next week. God bless.